Welcome back to Talkville, second to last episode of the season three. Uh, very excited to be here with Thomas Welling and Ryan Tayas. All right, so this is uh, this is a big episode. It's a big episode. Um, we really didn't discuss the last episode where it's Sam's last episode. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to bring that up now. Um, no, this, this is Sam. Oh, this is this one. Forsaken. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for, thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you for following us and supporting us throughout these seasons. Without you, we couldn't do this and spread the word. And uh, if you want us to continue more seasons, I urge you to join Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash talkville. Uh, you get your name shouted out every episode and a lot of other perks. Um, patreon.com slash talkville. It really helps the show. We couldn't do it without you. Trust me. Talkville podcast on all socials. Uh, you can also go to my link tree on my Instagram at the Michael Rosenbaum for all the events, cons, cameo, all that jazz. Everything you need for Talkville are inside of you on my link tree in my bio at the Michael Rosenbaum. And um, yeah, and the two one three Jet Cute to talk on the hotline. Make sure you know as we get into the next season. You know, make sure you leave those messages uh, early enough so we get to you. And uh, yeah, without further ado, let's uh, let's just do this. Let's get into season three, episode twenty-one, Forsaken. Forsaken, folks, aired May twelfth, two thousand four. Director Terrence O'Hara, the late Terrence O'Hara, we loved him dearly. We've talked about it ad nauseum. Writers Kelly Sauters and Brian Peterson loved them as well. Guest star Neil Flynn as Pete Dinsmore. Maybe you remember him from uh, last season two, uh, Accelerate. Maybe it was forgettable. Gary Hudson as Agent Frank Loader. Amber Rothwell as Emily Dinsmore last season. Accelerate, episode two. Ryan Booth as monitoring technician. Scott Bellis as Wendell Kearns. Synopsis, Lana's trip and Clark's plan to share his secret get sidelined when an old friend returns to rekindle their friendship. All the while, Lex checkmates his father in their game of familial chess, exposing the truth to his grandparents' deaths. You know, the episode opens with Lana and Lex very close on the couch beside a fireplace. He gives her a book for her trip to Paris and an upgrade to her plane ticket. Clark walks in just in time and gets awkwardly sad after realizing that she leaves on Saturday. And Lex tells him to not let her go, changing his tune as a wingman. He tells him to let her go. What? He tells him to let her go. Lex tells him to let her go. Sorry. Yeah. You got to let her go. Yes. Good. Thank you. Changing his tune as a wingman, telling him that it's his fault she's leaving. We cut to a scene and see somewhat familiar face as Emily Dinsmore is preparing for bed in her experimental room. As her overseers leave, she morphs through the wall and makes a little escape. All right. I got a problem with this. <laughs> we have a problem with this. And this is Terrence's. Sorry, Terrence. I love you. I know you're not here. This this is a director's <laughs> issue. She walks through the wall like she's done it before. Why and maybe she... she has. Yeah. But it would have been nice to have been her first time, perhaps. Like, same time, same shot, same everything. She could have been like, oh, I can actually, oh, I'm going to go get Lana. It, lost moment there, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, it was a lost moment. It was just too abrupt, wasn't it? It's like she does it every night. Ryan's thinking. She's like a sleepwalker. Guys, hold tight. Ryan's thinking. Don't they try to explain mm-hmm. later, like, why would she do this now? And because now she knows that Lana's leaving. Maybe implying that she leaves every night. And just watches Lana sleep or something, just to make sure that she's still there, All knowing right. that she has to stay in this little 
this experiment. Didn't think that hard. I'll go to sleep just like Lana does. (laughs) Emily shows up to the town, spooks the contractor who's closing up shop. As he turns to leave, she pops up and tells him that he's ruining it. The man mistakes her for Lana and tells her it's too late. Emily responds by ripping his freaking heart out. Okay, here's another thing. Problem? Do you realize that that guy was in there looking over his shoulder for what, like eight minutes? Like, why was she toying with him? She was like knocking over things, doing this. Like, what's the deal? That's why I thought it was her first time out of the cage because she's playing with him. It took forever for that guy to get killed. Yeah, they were just trying to build up the drama and it was unnecessary. Trying to. We are trying to make her creepy and she she was creepy. She is creepy. Yeah. She's creeptastic. Yeah. Well, She's if you a want to creep me, then you take the camera and you make it lower and you creep in. These were just shots of a guy confused in a ho- in a in a coffee shop. You could have just done know. one where he's doing something and all of a sudden we, you like you said, it's a dolly pushing, 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 and he turns around and goes, Oh my god. And that's exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. The next day we see Pete giving it to Clark in a game of one on one. The guys discuss Pete's parents' divorce and he makes a comment about how his family is the last nuclear family left. Nuclear? Yeah. What do you mean? Just like all the parents are intact. Like Lana's parents are divorced. Chloe's parents are divorced. Uh, Clark's parents are not his real parents. Nuclear? Nuclear. It it doesn't re- it doesn't refer to the bomb. It's no, a nuclear family. It's a nuclear you can family. Google it. He does I, say nuclear I, in the episode. But what I love I love the these basketball scenes with Sam because there's a, the, when you do blocking as you as you guys know, it's I'm going to go here. You know, it's a it's a ballet. And in these basketball scenes, the ball doesn't always go where you want to go, but when you can be in tune with the other actor, sometimes you run over and grab, come back to your spot, and it's a lot of fun because you have this third thing that's happening within the scene. So now you have like six things happening in a scene instead of four. That's good. This is about this is the, I, this is the last basketball scene with you and Pete, oh, which sucks. Like because well. you guys are good. Like they're actually like good basketball. They're players? good basketball players, and it was fun to like watch like these like. Um, establishing shots where they're just like making buckets. It was cool. Well, yeah. it's, it's edited. You guys, no, like that one, like it was, you guys made two shots Wait. in a row and then the third one was missed on purpose, I think. It was. Yeah. Well, good for you. <laughs> the scene ends with Clark telling Pete that he's contemplating telling Lana his secret to stop her from leaving. Clark takes this wild idea to school the next day and asks Lana out for dinner. She's hesitant, but agrees. And back at the Dinsmore testing facility, Lionel shows up to give us as much needed explanation of why Emily looks so much older. He tells Mr. Dinsmore that not only does she look like Aubrey Plaza, but she can also move through walls now. Thank you, Bryce. Yes. Thank you, Bryce. (laughs) I agree. Good. Very solid, Bryce. She does. I agree. Chloe and Lana head to the town to check on the work being done before she leaves, and they run into Emily. She pretends to be the daughter of the contractor and creepily tries to get more time with Lana. Second recurring female obsessed with Lana Lang, the other being Tina Greer, the morphing girl. Uh, Back at the Kents, Martha learns about Clark's dinner plan. She starts by consoling him and then turns to question whether or not he should share his secret with Lana. Back at the Talon, Lana is showing the ropes to Emily. After Lana explains she is leaving, Emily tells her she wishes she could stay and be best friends. After a couple of creepy remarks, she runs upstairs to get something for Lana. But Lana tries to make a break for it. Before she can leave, she runs into Mr. Dinsmore. Before he can help, Emily returns and stabs her father. Okay, so a couple of things. One, Lana is sort of trying to be really patient here, which I like. If you notice in this episode, a little bit in the last episode and this episode especially, Chloe's confidence has doubled. 
It really has. If you look at her performance, it's really doubled. As this crazy girl's talking to Lana, Chloe's clocking it. She's like, mm, this doesn't seem right to me, right? Then all of a sudden you have Lana being a witness to an absolute murder. <laughs> she reaches through her father's heart and pulls out the head. He's he's holding a Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, it's a reference. Object as a reference. It's nice that you have yeah. props. So now you're turning into a nerd like me. Nerd no. Tom. It's, he, it's he's going to the rest of this episode like Carrot Top. Yep. Tom's just going to have a prop for every comment. <laughs> Or Gallagher. After asking for forgiveness, Emily throws Lana through the restaurant, knocking her out, kidnaps her. This kidnap room reminds me of the show on Netflix, You. The kidnap room. Did you ever see You? I saw You. You is pretty good. You is good the first season, okay the second season, and the third. I couldn't get through it. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Fan question. Lana passes out, right, after she witnesses the murder. How does she get her back to that place? Does she walk through walls to get her in there, or does she have to carry her the whole time? I don't. I don't know. This is a fan question. I, I I let it go. All right. Well, she's got super speed, right? Yeah, she could just super speed home. Super speed and go at direct. She can go. She can walk through walls. Clark can't do that. How many episodes do we talk about this where we don't believe a freaking? I'm just thing? saying. I'm just. I agree. I don't disagree. I just think it's. Uh, you know, it's you don't what care. it is, folks. It's Smallville. Let it go. <laughs> Talkville is brought to you by Good Chop. If you haven't heard us talk about this, uh, this this is unbelievable. This is an unbelievable company. Good Chop offers fully customizable boxes of high-quality meat and seafood delivered to your door on schedule. I cooked some of these steaks, and it was the best meat I've had, and I'm not... I want, I'm going to name drop, but I, went, I won't name drop. I went to my friend Skeet's house, and we barbecued. And I put these on the grill, and I don't know what it was, but Good Chop completely sold me. Uh, you can choose from over 70 high-quality cuts, 100% grass-fed ribeyes, USDA prime filet mignon, free-range and organic chicken breast, pork tenderloin, thick-cut bacon. Uh, they also have wild-caught seafood, salmon, Pacific cod, scallop, shrimp, and more. Tom, have you had this? No, this is good stuff, guys. Um I've had it all, and I want more. I mean, that's the easiest way to be say Yeah, it's uh, I really am. When I get these boxes, I get so excited because I know I'm going to be fed for the week. And what's great is it doesn't cost a fortune for this great. You could have quality meats. Uh, Good Chop's price per meal starts at just $3.74. And unlike a lot of companies, Tom, Good Chop sources its meat and seafood exclusively from American farms and fisheries so you can support local family farms and independent ranchers right here in the U.S. The products are vacuum sealed and frozen at peak freshness so you can stock your freezer and cook when you want, just like I do. Good Shop especially prides itself on sourcing meat that comes with no antibiotics or added hormones ever. No artificial ingredients, only the good stuff. And, you know, they're so they're so confident in this product, as am I and Tom here, uh, that they offer 100% money-back guarantee here. So love Good Shop or get your money back. This stuff's the real deal. If you want delicious meats or seafood, this is the place. Good Shop. Go to goodchop.com slash 
Talkville 120 and use code Talkville 120 to get $120 off across your first four boxes. That's code at Talkville 120 at goodshop.com slash Talkville 120 for $120 off. Goodshop.com slash Talkville 120 code Talkville 120. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, a lot of us wish we had more time, but time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you could do more of it. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy can help everyone be the best they can be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Listen, learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash TalkVille today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash TalkVille. Over in Metropolis, Lex visits with his father at his office. Lionel asks his son for advice on how to deal with someone who deserves a promotion but is untrustworthy. He then rips open Lex's scene. shirt and exposes the bald rat's wire. Lex asks his father why he's gotten so risky with all these obscure Luther Corp projects, but Lionel tells him he's too untrustworthy to share the info with. Lex leaves, and Lionel t- takes a call from Detective Loader. We learn that he is looking into the Ross kid. That was a good surprise. It was a good surprise. Yeah. That night on the farm, Clark gets a taste of his own medicine as Lana stands him up for dinner. Jonathan shows up to console his son, and Clark tells him that he's not giving up and still plans to share his secret. I think this is, I'm going to say right now, if it's not, it should be Ryan's favorite scene. I'm calling it right now. This scene is really effing good. It's really good. The fact that a dad goes up there and says, I don't really trust my judgment, but I trust your judgment. I'd love that. This is my favorite scene. I'm going to call it right now. All right. There you go. All right, Tom. It's a great scene. It's a great scene, but it's not your favorite scene, Tom. It could be. The next day, I'll tell you my favorite scene in a minute. The next day, Clark shows up to the town looking for Lana. Emily turns him away. Lana rhymes with banana. Emily turns him away, saying that Lana already took off. Clark doesn't believe it and leaves determined to find the truth. Over at the hideout, Emily shows up to share a dinner with her new best friend. Now, Lana tries to reason with her captor, but Emily turns things around and blames Lana for not saving her in the river. Back to the old river. Ah, haven't you forgotten that? Clark goes to visit Lex, who is too busy dealing with the FBI case unraveling. Clark tells Lex that Lana's gone, but Lex pokes a hole in this theory because the new talent owner doesn't have a daughter. Yeah. Another good reveal. I also like the way you played it. You weren't... You didn't play it like Clark was an idiot. You played it like, this is the truth, Clark. He doesn't have a daughter. Like, you could have easily been like, get out of my face, kid. You know, but you didn't. Yeah, thanks, man. Clark leaves to go question Emily, confronts her in the alley of the town, but gets away by super speeding through a brick wall. There you go again. The night in the torch, Lionel interrupts Chloe, who's working late. He asks her about Lana's whereabouts, suspicious that Emily has kidnapped her. Lionel shares her photo, but Chloe doesn't reveal what she knows. Very confident. Yeah. Once again, like a different spine from previous episodes. Yeah, it's important. It's called development, right? 
Mm. We need development. We need mm. character development. Growth. The next day, <laughs> growth. Lana's enjoying some tea time with Emily. She takes the opportunity to escape by bashing her over the head with a kettle. Before she can escape, she finds the other dead bodies and gets stopped by Emily. Chloe takes the info from Lionel and puts the pieces together with Clark. Their search for their friend gets stopped as they discuss potentially bringing down Lionel for cloning people. I really wanted Lana to run to the uh, the cow milking station and find those zip wrap bodies and be like, damn, who are they? Damn, <laughs> who are they? <laughs> Instead of trying to rekindle their childhood friendship, Emily has gone full evil and ties up Lana, releasing deadly gas into the airtight <clears throat> escape room. Clark looks up the Dinsmore's old address, speeds into stop the gas before it can kill Lana. He pulls her from the room and then chases after Emily. Clark uses his brains to slow down Emily's super speed by using heat vision to take out a water tower, crashing a wave against her and knocking her out. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. I didn't think the CGI was that great, but it's also old. I thought it was a great idea. I thought the CGI was awesome. Okay. I thought it made Clark look really smart. Yeah. I thought it was great. I actually made a note here that it looks cool. Oh. Well, she, she can't phase through water. Yeah. Well, well it's, I guess it's, not. she's new at this. Yeah. Perhaps. She's new. She's just testing the waters. <sighs> anyway, that night on the streets of Smallville, Detective Loader says true, stays true to his word and pulls over Pete. He's like, Which is horrible. Horrible. Yeah. Are you profiling He's just me? Like, just get out of get, get out of the car, and Asshole. Pete's like, "Well, I don't really have a chance." The next day, Chloe shows up to the mansion and tells Lex everything about Lionel's involvement with Morgan Edge and killing his parents. He says it's hearsay, but Chloe says there's a voicemail evidence out there. Later, we cut to a scene and find Detective Loader kicking the crap out of Pete. He's a federal agent following orders from Lionel to investigate a high school junior about his best friend's potential powers, and the ass whooping stops when Lex shows up to expose Loader for working with Lionel. He then shares his voicemail transcript of Lionel's confession and gets him to back off. This is a nice little scene because up to this point in the series, Pete has hated Lex. And now he's going off with going, yeah, Lex isn't a bad guy. All I could think about was it couldn't have been easy to light you in the sunlight next to water. Like you get the light bouncing off the water onto your head. Yeah, the light oh, coming yeah. down, like Lex in the broad daylight is not easy to light. No, I always look weird. So uh, Natalie, good job if you're listening. She's not. Pete goes to talk to Clark, bloody and bruised for the second time this season. He tells him not to worry. He can look out for himself, but be careful because they're on to you. He then tells Clark that senior year yeah. won't happen because he's moving to Wichita. They Poor share a Pete. teary embrace and Pete rides off into the sunset. Damn. You know, I got to tell you. I got a little emotional. I was sad. And I thought, why did they get rid of Sam? Why did they get rid of Pete? He's just his buddy and he's there. He doesn't have to be in all the time, but it was good to have him around. And like, I don't know what the show's going to be like with him not there. I guess I'll have to watch. But like for the first time, really, I was like, oh, wait, I don't want, I don't want Sam to be done. I don't want Pete to be done. It was emotional. And I, I saw that emotion in Clark. I really saw the emotion in in in, in Pete, and it was uh, hard hitting. It was uh, it made the episode for me. It actually brought it up because it was like such a shocker. I wasn't expecting. It. I was like, "Oh my gosh, now's the time." Ryan, how did you feel? Sad, because um, also in the the theme for Clark in this episode is he's trying to keep all the people around. 
Like he's trying to keep Lon around. He's trying to keep Pete and he's, um, and they're leaving because they have to. And he's probably thinking to himself, well, what's my purpose now? If I have no one to save. I like that. He says, all the people I love are leaving. I can't trust myself with your secret anymore. Clark. That was heart wrenching. That was heart wrenching. So in a way it's your fault. I, I totally get why. I mean, it was, it was just sad and he did it really well. And it was just, he had the right car to leave in, too. That was like also perfect timing. His old school <laughs> car. Clark leaves to look at the sunset in his loft. Lana interrupts to let him know that Emily has been admitted to Belle Reve, making it the 10th episode by now to do so. Lana is fearful that she may return, and Clark tries to calm her nerves. Instead of telling her her secret, he plants a kiss on her and wishes her good luck in Paris. This kind of pissed me off. It kind of made me like upset with Clark. Like you're doing this to her again. You have her come over and she's so excited. And she's ready to hear Clark say, I love you and don't leave. And she's like, have fun. See ya. Why is that what you wanted to tell me? If you didn't, why don't you, why? First of all, good. Cause that's, that's what the scene was designed for. But you have Jonathan saying, follow your instincts. And we have a precursor with Pete where Pete says, it's too much to handle this. I got to leave. So now he's meeting with Lana directly after understanding yeah. this. And one thing I remember from this episode is the director saying, because in the script, Clark kisses her on the cheek, right? And a lot of times, okay, kiss on the cheek. And I remember the director saying, when you kiss her on the cheek, just hang there, like maybe count to one or two, because I want to get her reaction while your head's there. Let her react, you know, in a camera sense. Because if I just kissed her on the cheek and came back, and it works, if you really watch that, she reacts with the kiss already knowing the answer. It's really beautiful. It's a beautiful little shot there. When you went to kiss her, I almost felt like he was whispering a secret in her ear. Didn't you? That was the ling- that was the lingering. I thought maybe you were like, like, what would you have said like when you come back, I'm gonna tell you something in bar. I'm well, a superhero. Or like, these are the things you could have been saying. I have condoms. I'm not wearing any pants. I have condoms. <laughs> Number two, I'm a superhero. Number three, I don't want you to go to Paris. Number four, uh, thanks, you, thanks for coming over. Are you curious about my alien genitals? Uh, check out the Louvre. The Louvre's really Listeners, cool. uh, if you have any further <laughs> examples of what he may have whispered, call in at jetsuite.com. The epi- Jet Suite. Jet Suite. The episode ends in Metropolis with Lex confronting his father about Emily Dinsmore. Lionel jokes about Belle Reeve misplacing his, its patience and their convo gets interrupted by Detective Loader who walks in to carry out an arrest for the murder of his parents. As Lionel leaves, he warns Lex that Judas hung himself with his own rope. This was powerful. <laughs> and I like it's that great scene. Lex just stays there stoic. Yeah. But at the end, he closes his eyes. Now, that was something I remember I wanted to do because I wanted you to know I still love my father and I hated what was happening. And so there's regret. And he closed, that's how the episode ends with him just going, closing his eyes. And Lionel's off to prison, baby. Lionel is off to prison. The older Emily actress, was that just the inability to get the girl little girl back? Uh, probably. Probably. Lots of callbacks to these past two episodes to season two characters. Willow Brooks, Dinsmore. This is the 
Interesting things of no. interesting things of no. This is Pete Ross's final appearance as a series regular, although he is credited in, th- in the season three finale. In her locker, Lana has photos of Louis Lang, Laura Lang, and Neil po- Nell Potter, notably snubbing Harry Small. Huh. Interesting. That actually brings up a memory. When Lana squats down at her uh, locker, I remember she was... I wasn't supposed to squat down, but I was like, no, I think I will. And then the rest of the scene happens there. And that was just actor choice stuff. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, Walmart, Nike, Wine.com, Samsung, Lenovo, Sephora, and more and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Patron privilege. This is Ryan. Talk What you got, Ryan? You friendly man, you. This is Michael, actually. Sorry. Hey, Southville. It's Michael P. from Texas. Talisman foreshadows Pete Ross's future in Smallville. When you were filming on set, when did you find out that Sam Jones wouldn't be returning for season four? And what were your initial reactions? Thanks, all. Um, well, they don't tell you that it's the end. They just tell you that he's leaving in this episode. Yeah. You think maybe he's going to come back. I remember Sam was a little, was upset. I remember him going, yeah, I don't know. And I remember, you know, saying, Hey, you don't know what's going to happen. I'm sure they're going to bring you back. I'm sure of this, but it was, it was definitely disconcerting. It was definitely just, uh, you know, it's not, it's not fun. You're on a hit show and you do three seasons and that's it. Um, but it could have been worse. Eric only had one season. It's not a fun thing. It can't, it can't be a fun thing. No fun losing your job. No. Hey, this is Gavin from Patreon. My question for season three, episode 21, Forsaken. I don't know if you realize this, but Emily is pretty much the little girl trapped in a woman's body, but she's able to not only murder a guy, but cover up the crime as if she was doing this for all her life. So I was wondering, what are your thoughts on that? Thanks, Gavin. They say, I think the father protecting her saying like, Lionel, don't go after her so hard because she's just a little girl in her mind. I think this girl's been doing this for years. Maybe. She's got a pile of bodies in that barn. Yeah. Like Benjamin Franklin. Brian. This is our voicemail. Those are our wonderful patrons. Patreon.com slash Talkville. We love you. We need you. Hey, guys. This is Brian from Virginia. At the very end, Lionel is arrested for the murder of his parents. 
Now, as we know, Morgan Edge blew up their tenement building so that Lionel could collect the insurance money. My question, though, is are we to believe that Lionel's parents were the only two people in the apartment building when Edge blew it up? Shouldn't Lionel have been arrested for multiple murders? <laughs> Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Brian, you're a genius. You're absolutely right. I'm sure it wasn't just the two that he killed, but maybe it was. Maybe he just blew up a section where he, I don't know. I'm sure Lionel wasn't like, make sure there's nobody else in there. There's this old Michael Caine movie. It happened in Rio is the name of it. And it's it's him and a young uh, Demi Moore who's like 18. And they get in a, in a, in a relationship. And toward the end of the movie, he she says something. And his response to her is, well, if you're going to make sense and have logic out of this, then I have, I have no chance. Because she's making sense of it where he's trying to just keep... And that's what this guy's doing. He's made so much sense of this that we don't have a chance. <laughs> All right, this is... So, uh, blame it on Rio. Michael King, check it out. It's very funny. Chase. Cut to the chase. Hey, guys. It's Chase from Idaho. It was awesome seeing you guys in Salt Lake last week. My question is about the episode Forsaken. Um, with Pete leaving the show in this episode, uh, if he had stayed on the show, what would you have liked to have seen from him in later seasons? Uh, just let me know. Thanks. Love you guys. I would like to him. I would like to him... I would like to see him find that FBI cop and beat the hell out of him. That's what I want to see. <laughs> yeah, it sucks that Lex gets there and he does stop the beating, but he's also like, yeah, stop beating this guy up, but do go do another job for me. Like, yeah. Yeah. like you get well, to keep your job in spite of the fact that you've been beating this guy ulterior up. Ulterior motives. Ulterior motives. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. <laughs> John, talk to us, John. Hey, Michael and Tom. This is John from Yorktown, New York. My question is for both you guys. So this is a piece last episode, and I was just wondering, do you know if the producers of Smallville did that to make uh, budget space for Jensen Eccles in season four, or is Jensen Eccles not even kind of a part of this decision to get rid of Pete? Thanks, guys. I think it was also for John Glover because he became a regular. I think they wanted a more, they needed more of a, a villain and integral part of the show, and they weren't utilizing Sam. Um, so they thought, well, we're not really using him. We're spending a lot of money. So let's let's sign on Lionel Luther, John Glover, and you know that that will be a really good adversary for for Lex and the rest of the cast. I mean, as sad as it was for seeing um, our friend leave the show, I thought they did a good job of sort of layering up Pete saying how hard it was to keep the secret and I have to leave, and then the following scene, as I mentioned before, being Lana. And Clark changing his mind about telling her. Um, but the exit, yeah, we don't know why the studios make those decisions. But I don't, the previous question also brought up the fact, what would Pete be doing? Just showing up in one scene every three episodes anyway? Maybe there wasn't much know. left for him to do in their eyes. And, uh, you know, that's that's all I could think about. Patrick? Hey, this is Patrick from Raleigh, North Carolina. Loving the podcast. Hey, just curious. This is first season three, episode 21, Forsaken. Um, did you guys notice the typo on the transcript of Lionel Luther's voicemail? Uh, there was the wrong spelling of there. I hate to be the grammar police, but just thought it was a fun little thing to point out. I love that you noticed that. Get a life, Patrick! No, they shouldn't. I, I, I didn't notice that, but good for you, Patrick. Good for you. Figuring that out. Uh, Happy for you, Patrick. I like it. I like that people point that shit out. Good for you, Patrick. Caroline, I didn't notice that, but I like hearing about it. Another thing I missed. Go figure. Caroline? 
come into the light. Hi, guys. It's Carolyn from Springfield, Missouri. I was calling in regards to Season 3, Episode 21, Forsaken. Um, Clark, at the end, got the water to dip over on Emily so she wouldn't be able to run any farther. But once she was locked up in Del Reeve, what made them think they'd be able to keep her there if she can walk through the walls? I agree. I agree with that. They, I think they insulated the walls with water. <laughs> well, she didn't do well with water. Maybe it was just marshmallow. What does that mean? She can't run through it. Yeah. Good question, Caroline. Good question. You guys should be in the writing room sometimes. Come up with these little points of logic. Stewie. Stewie. Hey, guys. This is uh, Stewie calling from Australia. Uh, my question is in relation to episode 21 for Sagan. So my question is just in relation to uh, the last scene between Lex and Lionel. Um, John Glover delivers one of the greatest lines in the entire series of Judas hung himself with his own rope. I was just wondering, was that in the script or is that something that John Glover came up with himself? Uh, thanks, guys. Love the podcast. Let me know. Uh, it was in there. That was... Uh been a hell of an ad lib though that would have been a hell of an ad lib. yeah that had to have been written that was a great line though that was a really great line that was just a really intense scene um i loved how it was played and it was just john looked uh lionel looked completely off guard right he was just like he was shocked when these guys walked in when he was working with loader and loader comes in to go "Uh, actually you're arrested I think he was just like, what the hell? And at the same time, he was like, I'll get out of this. I'll get out of this. And my son, you're dead to me. Tom, in the final scene with you and Pete, this being his quote-unquote final episode, you always talked about your love for playing basketball, and that's something that you and Pete did a lot in the series. Was it kind of bittersweet to have this last moment be y'all playing basketball and then playing basketball alone? I always thought that was a very sad scene and a very emotional scene, but I always loved it. Thanks for doing the show, guys. Y'all have a good one. Oh, that's nice. Good question. Good yeah. statement. I, I agree. I think it was good writing. Um, I think that, that scene where Pete's leaving and Clark's digesting the idea of what's happening, I, I don't, I remember not wanting to believe that it wasn't the last time Clark would see Pete. That was something I was trying to keep in my heart during that scene. Yeah. Here's some. What, what, no, what? How did they land on basketball? Was that just because it was a mutual, like it was like on your list of like additional skills? Well, what are you going to do in Smallville? I mean, though? like tossing a football, baseball, like, I don't know. It wouldn't have been soccer, but I don't know. Like you're out on a farm. I don't know. Like maybe someone just like saw Hoosiers and was like. Yeah, it's small like, town you know, basketball. As far as I remember, that basketball hoop was kind of always there. And maybe somebody just saw it. It was like maybe two two dudes are playing basketball in the dirt together with their jackets on, which makes no <laughs> yeah. sense. But they also had to make sure both you guys were good at it, too. Mm. Well, there's there's editing. Did they change the Emily storyline and actress just because they couldn't get the girl back? Like, what did they do with more, like what they did with Morgan Edge? Yeah. When you can't get an actor, you have to, uh, do you know, another you have one. to change the game, change it up a little bit and say, how, how can this work? And, you know, it made sense. And then Lionel had her there in the cage or whatever for years, I guess. And she's older now. And that's just the way it went. And we had to suspend disbelief. Sarah, what do you guys think of the episode being the penultimate of season three? Penultimate? Yeah. Second to last of season three. 
I, I never use that word penultimate. Well, now you can. It's a big word. Being yeah. the penultimate? Yeah. What does it mean? The mm. second to last show? Yeah. Penultimate is second so to last? It, mm-hmm. So when Michael breaks up, when Michael's dating two girls and he breaks up with the second one, he says, I'm sorry, but you're the penultimate? <laughs> pr- it sounds awesome, but it's not as cool. Yeah. Felt like the last you don't two seasons be had stronger closes. Well, we haven't gotten to the finale yet. We haven't gotten there. We're right around the corner. Maybe that's why Pete leaves, because in the finale, we have someone new coming in. But I also like, look, this is a a great penultimate, because think about it. Sam leaves, Pete leaves the show. He's leaving, and Lionel's going to prison, and Lex did this. That's pretty heavy. And Lana's not going to Paris, and Clark's not telling her secret. And so this is going to really split them up. So there's a lot of bad news going on. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Rosenbaum rating system. Uh, we'll go with Ryan first. Uh, one for me. One rose for Ryan. Thomas Willing. One. I'll give it um, one and a half because I had strong emotions at the <laughs> Lex Lionel scene and with Pete. Hmm. One and a half. I thought those two scenes brought the episode up. That's what did it. The episode itself was, I thought, bad. I would have given it without those two scenes, I would have given it a bomb. But I, I'm going to give it a, a rose and a half because those two scenes were pivotal and uh, important. And there was very, very well, like very good performances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Death and save count. How Death many people died? How many people were saved? Two dead. Emily kills the contractor and her father. Two save. Clark saves Lana and Lex saves Pete. Through 21 episodes in season three, 30 dead, 33 saved. The series, 89 dead, 103 saved. Now it's time for Ryan's favorite scene. Ryan's favorite uh, scene. Well, <clears throat> I'm going with the last three scenes of the episode. So scene one is Pete leaving Clark. Scene two is Lana and Clark talking in the loft. And scene three is Lionel getting arrested in his office. That's pretty cool that you can pick the last three as your three favorite. I mean, I disagree. I already chose mine. I chose mine. On the count of, it's one, two, three, no, and it, on the we, four. No, we already... S- I already said what it was. What would you say? I said Jonathan and Clark in the loft where Jonathan says, I trust your judgment. So I'm already out. That was uh, my okay. favorite. I'm going to say the Pete scene. Yeah. It's the Pete scene? Yeah. Yeah. Come on. It's had, a character leaving the, the show. I get a point for that. Yeah. Biatch. <laughs> Take your damn who's that. <laughs> that is it for the episode. That was a fun one. Stick around next week as we make a deal in the season three finale. Covenant. 
Let's take the discussion online. Let us know your thoughts on the episode over on our socials at Talkville Podcast. Show the support for the podcast by joining Patreon, patreon.com slash Talkville. Uh, you can get all merch at talkvillepodcast.com or inside of you online store. Uh, great artwork on the talkvillepodcast.com that you can get that's there for a limited time only. And um, wow, we're going to go to the big one. We have, uh, yeah, we're excited. There's some exciting things coming up. So if you want more information, go to my bio at the Michael Rosenbaum on Instagram and the link tree gives you all the info where Tom and I are going to be. We're both on Cameo, all that stuff. And my band, I never mentioned the band, but my band Sunspin. If you go to sunspin.com, you can get merch and stuff and uh, Zooms. You could also get Zooms with me and Tom on uh, talkvillepodcast.com. But uh, Sunspin, we play live on stageit.com every month or just about every month. Come see us and we have albums and CDs and support us. Go to Spotify and listen to our last two albums. Um, that is it. And uh, I'll and say Ryan this. will be performing at the Greek Theater on... <laughs> yes also one th- day let's thank you everyone it. for coming out to my live podcast which was a while back but the live podcast it meant a lot to me and we're going to do more um i think we're going to do one in december with Kristen ritter and i'm waiting for tom to give me an answer so he'll do one with me so you got to tell me when you can do well, it you got to do it. it dude we'll make I'm a whole night it. of it it's going to be a blast you're doing it Fuck will off. ryan be there yeah will ryan be there ryan will oh, be there well, that makes remember folks always hold on to smallville We'll see you later, boys. Thanks, guys. Named one of the best personal finance podcasts, The Stacking Benjamin Show with Joe and his friends makes financial literacy fun. I got an email today from the LenPenzo.com HR department. I find oh. it really interesting. I'm an employee of one at this company, so but somebody from the HR department sent me an email telling me that I had a raise. If I just opened the attachment, I could see how much my raise was. Make sure you click on the links that are in there, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait. This is I'm excited. Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right. Going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to. Be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening wherever you listen. Now it is time for our patron shout outs. Couldn't do it without you. We love you and adore you. And you make this show possible. If you want it to keep going, please join patreon.com slash talkville and uh, join the team. Join the crew. Join us. Help us produce this show and keep it going for you. Here are the top tier shout outs that make this show possible. And even the people we aren't shouting out, thank you, because you're helping a lot too. Nikki G, Leanne P, Raj C, Santiago M. Santiago, I'm expecting that statue soon for uh, the gift. You know what I'm talking about. Little Lisa, Lil Lisa, thanks for the shirt. Thomas the Leaf Blower, Sophie M, Betsy D, Abby P, Ray H, Harada. How's the little one doing? Karen Apple M. I love saying that. Karen Apple M. Danielle B. 99 more. Leilani N. Brett G. Always hold on to Smallville. Esteban D. GJ, DJ Kento. Garrett W. Kimberly L. Tom N. Jason W. Osama A. Lana rhymes with banana W. Lana. Anyway, Nancy D. Brian G. Sarah W. Vancouver Grips. Anna M. Amanda R. Teddy127. Michael P. Theo M. Ryan R. Jordan M. 
not Michael B., uh, Randy B., Craig G., Christy R., Karen P., Jarrell, Heather and Greg, I May, Talkville, Sabots, Brian H., Kristen K., no. I'm sorry, Eric K., Kristen B., Nanine W., Stephanie K., Darth Achilles, Finky, Tamara H., Early is on time. Dim, who's that? Jeanette E., Deadvid, General Zod, Big D. I wonder what that means. Doug R., Carlos C., Tommy Z., Boston, 68, Ken the Limerick Guy, Ken the Limerick Guy, Coriel, Mr. Home Arcade, Amanda K., Jesse C., Claire M., D. Brown, Karenera M., Jules M., Eldon Supremo. How's uh, how's the uh, court? How's courthouse doing? Courthouse? How's the lawyer stuff doing? Leslie V., McBurts, Ginger Moose, Slash Knuckles, Christoph S., Michelle M., Drew, Marisol P. And you know Marisol laughed at that. She did. Michael Kine doesn't blink. Sebastian F. Sarah Bush Cranky Pants. Matthew Lincoln B. The Coopers. Maria Louise L. CGO. Cindy C. Nikki L. Bish Bash Bosh. Shannon Bofanon M. Tina E. Matt R. Jen T. Cassie B. Felicia R. Danny M. DS the RN. Uh, JF. Rachel D. Gingerous Prime. And Nate D. When you're rich, you're not crazy, you're eccentric. Jonas Brothers 1, Samantha Starkville's Derek, Spicy Brown Says, Carrie Ann the Coopers, Daryl E. I think, do we have two Coopers on this? No. Uh, Kyle F., Charlene A., Spicy Chicken, Jenny B., Bunch of Amateurs, Anna B., and Last Son of Smallville. Last and also, line. when you're rich, you aren't crazy, you're eccentric, just in case you want to get, you want, want to get his name right. Tom. Oh, sorry. We love you guys. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. Cheers. 